Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast. Here are today's stories from the KMOX Newsroom. Today is Tuesday, April 11th. I'm Carol Daniel. And I'm Tom Ackerman. In addition to all of her other troubles, St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner now has a political challenger. Criminal Defense Attorney David Mueller says he will run against Gardner in August of 2024. I plan to run to the left, Ms. Gardner. I'm not going to run to the right of her. In my opinion, she has not been the progressive prosecutor that she has held herself out to be and that she ran on. The 37-year-old Mueller lives in Tower Grove South with his wife and two children. A graduate of SLU High, he went to George Washington Law School. He will join us coming up this morning on Total Information AM at 9.06. A group of Illinois state attorneys are defending the right to own assault rifles, filing a friend-of-the-court brief in opposition to Governor J.B. Pritzker's assault weapons ban. Madison County State's Attorney Tom Haynes says 24 million Americans own them, and it would be unconstitutional to ban a gun that's already in common use. They are owned by many Americans, many Illinoisans, who um, view them as an integral part of how they defend their home and their family. And I think the Second Amendment protects that right, and this law violates that right. About a third of Illinois state's attorneys, 32 of them, signed the brief against Pritzker's gun ban, while some 70 others did not. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. BJC Healthcare expands its gun lock program to over 20 locations. The No Questions Asked pilot program began in 2021 at St. Louis Children's Hospital, where free gun locks were made available in the emergency department. Wash U emergency medicine physician Dr. Lindsay Klukey says it's now been expanded to all BJC hospitals in Missouri and Illinois. So there's 14 emergency rooms. They all have gun locks available in their EDs. Again, no questions asked, um, free of charge for anyone who may need them. And then we've also expanded to multiple different places like our Family Resource Center, all of our safety stop locations, including the Magic House, South County, West County, and we have plans to expand even further. Last year, St. Louis Children's Hospital treated 163 kids with firearms injuries. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. The most famous panhandler in the St. Louis region is back in the news. Robert Fernandez, who won a $150,000 settlement from St. Louis County for violating his right to bag at 55 in Lindbergh, is now in trouble in St. Charles. The 43-year-old got a warning ticket March 28th for begging by the intersection of I-70 and Highway 94. His attorney, Diva Shock, says begging is protected speech, even in St. Charles. If someone has a constitutional right to speak, we must, all of us, defend that right, or pretty soon we'll be the ones who are being restricted in our speech. Shock's firm was awarded 138000 separately in legal fees when Fernandez won his settlement in St. Louis County. He also has a court date later this month in a DePere case where he was also ticketed for panhandling in traffic. St. Louis police are looking to a claim that a carjacking took place Monday morning on the parking lot of Enterprise Rent-A-Car. That's in the 2200 block of Washington Avenue. Officers were told while an employee and customer were inspecting a van, a man approached them, implied he had a gun under his shirt, and ordered them to step back. The man drove off in the van. No injuries were were reported. We're hearing from advocates for the disabled about cuts to Metro Transit's caller ride system. Those cuts went into effect Monday. Amy Waymeyer of Paraquad spoke with our partners at Fox 2. It affects about 250 people, you know, directly, but there are lots of folks who 
um, also use a system who may not live specifically in that area, but still may travel to that area. So I think we're going to see effects far beyond those 250 people. A complaint has been filed with the Federal Justice Department. Metro Transit blames a driver shortage for the cuts and says they're only legally required to provide caller ride service within a quarter mile of existing metro routes. The tax deadline is getting near on the streets of Clayton. KMOX finds some have already turned theirs in, some are still working on it. How's the tax deadline looming in your life? It doesn't, it, 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 are you done yet? I am through. I am through. I, I, my, my taxes are taken care of. I use uh, TurboTax. You know, how, how long did it take you to do? Uh, a couple hours. Yeah. Did you uh, have high blood pressure, any headaches or anything? I do all the time. What do you think of all the people who are procrastinating about this <laughs> to the last minute? That's on them. <laughs> if you have all your stuff, why not get it done? The deadline to file taxes this year falls on Tuesday, April 18th. Do you still have your solar eclipse glasses from 2017? You're going to need them again next year. The U.S. will experience a total solar eclipse. Eric Gustafson, senior educator at the McDonald Planetarium, tells us here in St. Louis we'll see about 99% of it. What you won't be able to see will be uh, that beautiful kind of crown of white light that surrounded the sun and moon. That's called the solar corona. Mark the calendar for April 8th, 2024. If you miss it, you'll have to wait 20 years. You can hear more this evening at 520 on Total Information PM. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner will face a challenger in her re-election bid in 2024. A local defense attorney has officially announced his candidacy. Joining us in studio, David Mueller. He grew up in Normandy, went to law school in Washington, D.C. at George Washington, worked as a public defender in St. Louis County, opened his own law office, and now here he is in Studio B. Welcome to KMOX. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Carol, for having me. What uh, prompted you to run? Let's start with that. Yeah, well, a few things. First, I've been watching firsthand what's been happening with the office for six years. And we've all seen the deterioration of the structure within the office. Unfortunately, what happened with the pandemic is that it exposed the structure. There was a big uptick nationally with crime and violent crime during the pandemic. Most of the places around the nation have seen a precipitous decline once uh, everything opened back up. That hasn't been the case here. And it hasn't been the case here because it's exposed the structural flaws within the office. You know, I disagree with everything that the attorney general is doing with the quo warranto and his efforts to remove Kim Gardner from office through that process. But the reality is that the facts contained within that motion are indisputable. They're all part of the public record. Her office has turned over nearly 200% in the staff. From 2017 to today, the amount of salary that she's spending on attorneys has dropped $2.4 million. That's an extraordinary amount. Nearly 50% of her budget that was going to attorneys and staff is no longer going there. She's not prosecuting the cases that are coming in. And if she's not prosecuting the cases, she can't effectuate her progressive platform. Why do you think the attorney general... Why do you disagree with with what the AG of state of Missouri is doing? I think it's voter disenfranchisement, Carol. The voters voted for Kim Gardner. They voted overwhelmingly in 2020 for her. If you're going to remove her, I believe in the city. I believe in the voters of the city. And I believe that we can put forth my message 
about why she needs to be replaced. And that should happen next August. So you believe she should be replaced by the election? Voters. election. Exactly. So why um, now? What with the timing of running right now? Or declaring, right. Why declare so early? Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate that. One, I think that it's important during the quo warranto process to come out and say, the people who want to run against her disagree with it, disagree with that process, but we're willing to step up now and we're willing to say, hey, let's do it the right way. Let's do it through an election process. Also, what's happening is we're seeing week after week these kinds of structural problems within our office lead to dismissals of serious crimes, murders, robberies, and sexual assaults by her inability to disclose discovery in a timely fashion and her ability to prosecute cases in a timely fashion. I spoke to somebody who was on a jury recently who said they were on a murder trial, but that it occurred five years ago. And by the time they're ready for the trial, they all get back into the jury deliberation room and they say, we think he probably did it, but the state was missing two crucial witnesses who had left the state of Missouri during the intervening five years. They had lost track of these witnesses and they were no longer available to testify at trial. And without that crucial testimony, because of the delay for five years, we don't have justice in this city. Some people, I mean, let me just put it this way. I've wondered why the turnover has happened, why the office is so dysfunctional, because there's always turnover when a new prosecutor, if you will, comes in. Some people just it's it's their time to leave. They, you know, maybe they really liked working with the other person and they don't want to, you know, work with the new elected official who comes in. There's, there is always some turnover, correct, but not like this. I'd agree with that. The, the turnover and when you talk to the people who leave, they leave because of the office environment and they believe that they are not supported. It's concerning when you see Ms. Gardner get on television and get in front of the microphones in the press and say that none of these are her fault. None of these individual cases are her fault. They all fall on her subordinates, the line attorneys and the staff. When you get up and say that that publicly, even if some of it may be true, you're not acknowledging the own structural issues that led to that. And without that, you're not taking accountability for what's happening. And when you're continuously throwing your own staff under the bus, who's going to trust you and respect you and stay? You've made it a point to say, I'm running to the left of Kim Gardner, not to the right. But you, you've also used the, the language of progressive. Oh, what was behind going that route? I'm always going to run on my values. And I'm always going to be who I am. If anybody has a question of me, get on my website, MuellerForTheCity.com. Let me know. And I'll, I'll let you know where I am and why, why I believe what I believe. The root cause of most violent crime in this country is poverty. And when I look at what Ms. Gardner's done with bond reform and bail reform, it's been a failure. And it's been a failure in two ways. One, she continues to have cash bond and cash bail, which is essentially saying, if you're rich enough or your grandma has enough money, you have your freedom until trial. That's two separate justice systems. 
one for the wealthy and one for the impoverished that I fought for in the public defender's office. But the other thing that goes to the progressive action is you actually have to do it. You know, I would suggest to you that I support a lot of the programs and a lot of the the practices she's looking to put into place, but I would suggest to you that she's put them into place just as well as she's run her office and her staff. Which you would say is? Ineffective. I want to get kind of real here um, in a way, and that is, so we go back to the um, the former governor and her trying of that case and many Republicans, including then-President Trump, mentioning her by name, it becomes a rallying cry for the right and it becomes a rallying cry for the left that support her. I, I wonder if that happening is what led her to being reelected despite what people may see, um, what we all have seen in the dysfunction of the office. It's hard for me to speculate as to what went through every voter's mind in 2020. What I will say is she's chosen the wrong fights. In the Greitens prosecution, she retained an outside investigator at great expense to the city who then perjured himself repeatedly. And she allowed that perjury to take place and was hit with an ethical complaint. When you make the fight to take on the governor, you absolutely have to be spot on. And in this case, she just wasn't. That's disappointing. But I agree with you that it got a lot of press. Do you think you have an uphill battle as um, taking on a woman who has made this, some of this about race, a black woman uh, who has, she has been attacked. She has been um, threatened. Uh, Those things, some of those things have occurred. Do you think you face an uphill battle as as a white guy taking on this black woman in this city? I'd like to not think so. I'd like to think that the voters would look beyond race, gender, sex. And I would like the voters to think and appreciate that we should hold all our political uh, appointees accountable and that we should look not just to hear what they say, but watch what they do see what their record actually is. You know, I would suggest to you, how many times have we seen Ms. Gardner actually prosecute a case? How many times has she sat at council table? You know, one of the things I plan to do is to take on cases, to take on a caseload. The backlog that has led to the over-incarceration in the Justice Center is an abysmal record, and she should be held to that record. When we think about people sitting in Justice Center for three, four, five years, that is what has led to us reopening the workhouse. The workhouse closed to great fanfare and opened to silence. And it opened because we refused to continue to prosecute cases. And so people continue to be held for years. And I'll be real with you. Who's being held in the Justice Center? Black men overwhelmingly young, overwhelmingly black, overwhelmingly men between the ages of 18 and 28. That's the community that I grew up in. That's the community that I fought for as my work with the public defender 
And that is a part of the community of the city that is being left behind. When we talk about over-incarceration and mass incarceration, that's not just people who are convicted. It's people who are held before trial. Those men are innocent until they're proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, and they are sitting there. That's not justice, and it's not racial justice. This is criminal defense attorney David Mueller. He's announced his candidacy to challenge Kim Gardner for circuit attorney and has joined us in studio at KMOX. Really appreciate this. Thank you for the time. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Carol. St. Louis All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.